Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Everybody, welcome to the SC Report. Um, it's Wenin here and JT on the other end of the line. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't be in the same room tonight for for multiple reasons. But um, you're kind enough to join me on uh, on Skype. So, how are you going, JT? Yeah, good mate. It's not our usual candlelit affairs. We gaze at each other into each other's eyes and talk Supercoach on a Wednesday night, but it's all good. I reckon it's that uh, second pot of the week that's slipping you up there, mate. You, you're working far too hard. Uh, well, maybe it was only 15 minutes, but I'm a bit disappointed. You're on your phone. I've got my laptop. I've even turned the HD camera on. The full ability for you to be able to see. Um, you know, me right now and I just can't see you at all. So you, you're kind of breaking my heart. Mate, if you could just raise that camera a little bit more to eye level, that would be fantastic. And I can concentrate then. <laughs> not right. the only catfish in the super coach world here. That's why my camera's not. I was, I was actually about to, uh, to, to make a catfish joke, but I'm, I'm glad you've taken that one. <laughs> Okay, so don't forget, guys, subscribe to the podcast if you can, uh, and also leave us some reviews. Uh, it, it helps us, uh, you know, make our way through the charts, but also subscribing um, just means that you can get uh, the, the latest podcast automatically straight into your podcast feed without having to do any work at all. We've now got three podcasts running through the week. So the Sunday solo, Nick Pod, my winning's team's analysis on the Tuesday, and then uh, the fantastic SC report, which we're bringing you tonight. So, uh, pretty sure the only ones in, or only ones nationally that are doing this, JT, three Supercoach podcasts in a week, unheard of, groundbreaking. Mate, how good are we, right? I mean, we don't give good opinions, but quantity over quality, right? Yeah, it's all about trying, mate. It's not how if you succeed or not. <laughs> we have we have fun. We mate. do. That, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We do. Okay, so we've got a stake bet that we forgot to um, to raise last week, but uh, Wilf and Guy, two former cha- champions, you know, they're uh, talking about success. They've achieved uh, the Everest of Supercoach. They've won the the whole thing overall. They decided it'd be a good idea to pull a you know a a little fancy little champions uh, podcast together that you know is, is runs on the same night as us and you know you get around about the same kind of downloads and everything all great for them fantastic you know we, we kind of position ourselves JT as just being you know two guys sitting in a bar having a chat about Supercoach we don't profess to be experts on it we don't profess to be um, you know not make mistakes I mean you did bring in Wade Egan so um <laughs> Lesson well and truly learned there. We're just the battlers of Supercoach, and that's who we are. We, you know, we decided that let's just 
take one for the battlers here and face some real experts, previous champions, and our stake bet of the year. It's going to be run through to the end of the Supercoach season. It's going to be our combined total scores versus Wilf and Guy. And then whoever wins will get taken out to a lovely steak dinner. So it'll be the SC Report versus the Champions podcast. And if you haven't uh, subscribed to that one either, make sure you do. Um, lots of great content there. Um, a little bit different to ours, a little bit more serious. Lots of stats, good to listen to. But I reckon we're within a big uh, big chance here, JT. Where, what's the point Sally currently sitting at? Yeah, it could have been better if I didn't make a, a couple of poor decisions last week. But if we look at Wilf and Guy, so Wilf is uh, dragging the chain on his team there with 11, 5, 6, 3. Uh, he hit a 1,300 last week, though, so good on him. Uh, and Guy as well on 11, 5, 9, 4. So together, they're 23,157 points. Uh, but we are only 91 behind him. So that's that's a captain call or getting your reserves right in a week. So I'm sitting there, sorry for that, mate, but I'm 11, 4, 50, sitting in about 5K. And you are flying at uh, 11,616 points. So it's amazing to think it's been, what, 10 rounds of, of NRL Supercoach. And between the both of us, we are only 91 points away from them. And just on the stakes, like, they're 50K and theirs, whatever that might be. So they're, they're rolling in it, right? So whatever stake that we get if we win this bet is going to be absolutely amazing, right? And we're holding them to that. We are holding to that, but then, you know, Wilford probably going to turn up a day late. <laughs> the dog might eat the stake. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I love you, Wilf. I love you, Wilf. Um Okay, that's it for the intro. Uh, and now let's jump in to see how we're going overall. Around the grounds. So, JT, is there an improvement in your rankings this week? Mate, I hit a 1,200 last week and I dropped something like 80 spots. So, wow. I'm still in the top five. Still in the top 5K. I'm sitting about 4,880th. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't it a crazy couple of weeks here? So, last week, 1,300 was barely par. Um, in that top 5k and, and this week 12 uh, 1200 wasn't so there's been some insane scores um, how are you faring mate you're a little bit uh, as we said a bit higher than I am yeah not doing too badly I creeped up in the rankings last weekend with a you know pretty solid score over 1300 but um, it's uh, just below 1300 sorry but it seemed like everyone was you know around about where I scored so I crept up to just in the top 1,500, which is not too bad, coming to the buy round, so relatively happy with that. But our Young Legends League jumped up to the top 7th overall, which is uh, fantastic. So hopefully we can start pushing through. And I'm pretty comfortable that we will, particularly with the buy rounds coming up. Yeah, especially if Tommy Sangster gets his, his act together. He, he dropped back a little in the pack last week, but uh, I think he's on holiday somewhere there. So as long as he's uh, following the Supercoach world, and uh, I think we'd probably be a little higher if it might share my um, my uh, horrible rookie story of the week. So I put this one up in my um, uh, weekend wrap. But and apologies to you because now I feel like I have to um, play for two people, play for you and me with the stake that we've got going on. But out on a Saturday afternoon with my lovely girlfriend, we're having a few beers. Future wife. If she plays the cards right. Uh, out there having a few beers and I thought I'll trade in Hudson Young I'd, I'd planned that a late a last minute sort of thing uh, liked his value so I brought him in and to do that as you know we have to do about a billion shuffles uh, for some of these trades so I moved people between fullback and centre and second row and centre and 
Five Aid and all that kind of business. And thought, great, signed off. How good. Hudson Young in my side. Everything going to plan. Get home, start watching the Rabbitohs and Raiders game. And look at my uh, fullback, Corey Allen, just absolutely stinking it up um, as he is wont to do. And thinking, God, thank God. Like, at least he's there for round 12. How good. Flick the app on just to check his score and find out that he's actually playing in my reserves in some unknown fashion. I've managed to stick the reserve on him instead of Kalen Ponga. Um, absolute disaster. It meant I didn't play Fifi on Sunday. We all saw how that ended. Um, cost me 80 points or thereabouts for the week. Just some stupid move out on the drink, uh, not concentrating. Um, that's the kind of rookie error that's typified my year. So Anyone out there that has also had a uh, bit of a faux pas like that would love to hear it. would make me feel a bit better. But, yeah, absolute rookie error. So as we did say, we are uh, obviously not the experts. And, uh, JT, do you even super coach? <laughs> Clearly do not. I can't even say it's my first year. Like, I've gone past that. I've played this thing for four years now. I should know better. But, anyway, the... Beautiful Queensland sun and the beers I was having. The welder's dog uh, also put that one up, the uh, lemonade. Uh, anyone interested in that, go have a look at that purple bit of greatness there. Had a few of those under the belt, so we'll blame it on the welder's dog. All right, good stuff. Let's uh, jump into the news. This is the news. So the uh, the TLT news covered last night on the standalone Wenham's Teens Analysis podcast. We don't have too much to discuss here. Going to be very, very brief, but uh, a few tidbits coming out today. And probably the biggest one has been DWZ, who's put his uh, the white flag up and wants to leave the Panthers. Things are seemingly getting a little bit too tough there. He's been uh, been dropped, and then he's just asked for a uh, an immediate release. And rumours are circling that uh, he could be on his way to North Queensland or to the Parramatta Eels. We're bloody linked with any uh, outside back or fullback that's off contract or walking <coughs> out of their club these days. It's a, it's a sad time for the Cowboys, but that's where we are. But, yeah, very interesting news coming out of there. And Nathan Cleary was a bit coy today as well, talking about um, some of the deeper-seated problems at Penrith here. So all seems to have gone belly up for them this year. Um, and, and it's a shame because this guy's the New Zealand captain. And he, as you said, throwing up the white flag and chasing offers elsewhere. So it just seems to be a horrible place to be at the moment. It does. But supercoach-wise, that means that uh, that Toe um, looks like he's got that the wing spot uh, cemented with uh, Josh Mansour coming back. So he should be a... Uh, cheapy that's on the bubble next week, which is good news. Uh, a player that doesn't look like he's going to be there for round 12 is Nathan Cleary with uh, reports surfacing today that uh, a pack was uh, was made between Gould and uh, and Fittler that Cleary would not get dropped for the origin. So don't know if that's a media built up, but they are basically saying that he's a lock-in for that number seven jersey, which, um, yeah, make of that what you will. But I think we'll see Cleary's name be called out on Sunday night. Devota Panga Jr. has uh, been, uh, you know, potentially a guy that's going to play for New South Wales. I think that's where his allegiance is. But he's come out today to say that he's going to be playing for Tonga, which is an interesting one. Um, they're going to have a super, super good side and looking forward to that next World Cup. Yeah, they've been on the rise the last couple of years. And it all started with uh, Andrew Fafita and Jason Taumalolo making that call prior to the last World Cup. So great to see for the international game. Um, bit of an interesting play. I don't know if Tangai was as set uh, for an origin jersey as many people think. 
um, heading into it. Obviously, he's been floating around that for a while, but um, oh, good, good on him for making that call there. And I guess he means another body for anyone that still holds for uh, round 16. And the last bit of news here is that Matt Moylan looks set to play, named in the reserves yesterday, but all the news today suggests that he will be a late in for uh, the Sharks. And also, the, the, uh, what I've also kind of been reading is that Dugan will shift to the wing and then Gray will drop out of the side. So that's fantastic news uh, for Sherry, uh, but very much a wait and see on the late mail. Yeah, we're watching Stasi's Twitter for that one there. Although I'm not playing Sherry this week, but would love a few more price rises. That is it for the news. And now we're going to jump into the main segment of the week. The Welders Dog Unpopular Supercoach Opinion of the Week uh, brought to you by, by our great friends at the Welders Dog, a fantastic brewery in, um, in Armandale, which is in country New South Wales. If you haven't been there, go check it out. Go check the brewery out. Um, plenty of places around there that do stock it and also all around Australia. I'm just waiting on a list from the guys and I will share it with you all about where you can go and try the fantastic beer or another beverage because tonight I am enjoying one of their ginger beers, JT. It's super tasty, mate. I know you've had one before. Mate, I've still got a couple in my fridge at home. They are going down beautifully. Um, Sadly, I don't have the welder's dog with me. I couldn't find them in your secret hiding spot. Uh, around the office here, so I'm going without tonight, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, mate, because it is, it is an absolutely beautiful drop. I am. So let's get stuck straight into the super coach opinion, unpopular super coach opinions of the week. JT, let's start with you. And um, one guy that just made his return back to the NRL, um, looks like he'll be playing round 12, but you don't think he's a great buy. No, so my well-just dog unpopular opinion of the week is that Dylan Walker is just a forget. So I've seen a fair bit around him. Um, He got a 59 last week. He scored a fluky try there. And he's all the rage now because he's about 300k or so and he's he's playing that buy around. But I just don't see it. I don't like it. Um, I don't think you need to be wasting trades on this guy. So a couple of things there. He's fresh back from a a reasonably long layoff. So everyone knows the off-field uh, sort of turmoil he was going through. Uh, we know how emotional and how, uh, let's just say it, idiotic this guy can be. So he's one um, bit of cheek from the opposition away from a lengthy suspension for punching or something like that. So he's just someone you can't trust in your side week to week. Um, he's not kicking goals. So people thought he might be coming back and resuming the goal-kicking duties. But Ruben Garrick has, has taken that role on quite nicely. And obviously, DC, when he gets back, might take that over himself. But he's not got that string to his bow this year. Another reason to forget. Uh, we look at last year, like he did nothing. He was playing at 5'8 for a majority of the year and just getting no involvement. He looked very clunky in that manly side. He averaged just 34 across the year. Uh, he started. He played a couple of games at centre there, but uh, pretty much nothing there as well. So I, I don't see... Um, obviously, he's got a pedigree for from a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, when he used to be relevant in this game. But if his name wasn't Dylan Walker, people would not be talking about him. He'd be another mid-range plotter that people aren't going to waste their trades on just for the round 12 coverage. So I actually looked at the pricing tool on our uh, good friends NRL Supercoach Stats website here. And if he averaged a very, very generous 50 uh, from here on, his price would rise by maybe 100k and at that point it's more how do i sell him when do i sell him and this is not a guy that you're going to want to play week to week i don't see it uh he's he's fresh back there's just too many 
uh, question marks around him. And so you're basically relying on one big score in round 12 to justify this. Um, I don't see it. He's not a gun. Don't be wasting trades at this stage of the year on an unproven, out-of-match uh, fitness uh, guy like Dylan Walker. Don't buy it. Don't see it. Uh, disagree completely with people talking about him. And I agree with you, JT, unfortunately. So um, without that goal, goal kicking as well, I'm, I'm not too interested. And uh, uh, you made a very good point that if he was, you know, anybody anywhere else other than Dylan Walker, people probably wouldn't... Uh, wouldn't flinch at him. I mean, Brad Parker has been playing there and you know doing relatively well, but probably producing pretty similar scores. And no one's talking about bringing him into the side. So you make it a very, very valid point. So my welder's dog, unpopular super coach opinion of the week is that Clint Gutherson is set to regress. I believe he's hit his peak, uh, and he's not going to match what he did over the first few weeks of the season and, and my points are pretty pretty short we can um i'm waiting for a retaliation from you here jt because i think that you might still be interested but he's got his contract mate so he was playing for a contract over the first two months of the season that's sorted so he got paid now i just think that uh, that has a big impact on his output the eels stink um their performances over the past couple of weeks headlined by the thrashing to the storm in Magic Round, just really, really don't uh, bode well for uh, a fullback that doesn't kick goals. Um, their draw is relatively tough over the buy round, so they've got games against South, Sharks, Broncos, and the Raiders before their buy in Round 16. Um, all of those sides now are, are hitting form, even the Broncos. They've had two really good performances in a row. Um, he's set for back-to-back horrible... He was set for back-to-back horrible scores without, the, without that late line break that did really save him. So, you know, they're all the reasons of why you shouldn't be getting him, and I understand there is some upside there. The only thing I would say, and this kind of goes against him not being uh, a buy at some stage, is that I think he's going to drop a lot in price, and he could get down to maybe the, you know, right down into the the low 400s, and at that price point, uh, he's going to be pretty hard to ignore if he does return to to form. But uh, my overall point is that I think we've seen the best of Gutherson for 2019, and I think it's all downhill from here. Okay, I, I disagree there. So you mentioned the goal-kicking thing. Well, he wasn't goal-kicking at the start of the year when he was absolutely killing it. So scrap that. That's that's not a valid point. Uh, the fact that he's got his contract has absolutely no bearing on what he's doing. Like, you look at what he's done last year and the year before that. Um, this, this contract stuff, I don't, I don't see the validity in that, if anything. And I have no idea what it's like to be an NRL uh, superstar like Clint Gutherson, but if anything, the fact that that's now the weight of that is off his shoulders might open him up uh, even better. He played the might of the North Queensland Cowboys last week. Everyone's going to struggle against us. We're world beaters. We're undefeated. Uh, we're going at the top, so you can basically just draw a line through that uh, aberration of a game. Um, I I just can't see this guy going back um, to the 400k price mark that you got. You've obviously probably have used the pricing tool to work that out. Have you plugged some of the numbers for Gutho that have him going down to that 400k? Like what what has he got to hit basically? What are you hoping for or death riding him for from here on um, to look at him as a buy-in option in a few weeks? Is it like an average of 30 or 40? Because I just don't think a guy like Clint Gutherson is going to hit that. And he's had a couple of bad games. His team's been horribly out of form, but they're back playing at home this week. I think he's... Some people are actually sticking the straight C on him. They're that confident. So I think 
based on his this small sample size that you're going off the last two poor games, I think you need to look more long term at what he's done um, throughout the season. Parrot have hit a bit of a, a bad patch, but they're a genuinely good attacking side when they're on, and I think this year they're going to be on more than they're off. Okay, valid points. Uh, I disagree with basically everything you've just said. Then so good, we're <laughs> we're off to it. In terms of the the but the price, if he scores forty five or averages forty five over the next three rounds, his price will be around about four hundred and sixteen thousand before his buy. Um, so he, you know he's going to see a massive decrease of fifty fifty thousand if he scores only forty five. Just even after this week with that huge break even of one hundred and fifteen, currently priced. At 500k so it really doesn't have to do that much to drop right down i don't think he's going to go below 400 but uh you know with that tough uh, set of fixtures coming up i can definitely see him averaging 45 for the next four weeks or so uh cowboys not even going to retaliate there and in terms of what you're saying with the contract i i wholeheartedly disagree with that because players and it's been proven through analytics in basketball fantasy particularly that players that are in a contract year have fantastic seasons and then as soon as they get paid as soon as they get their contract downhill from there and i'm sure that if you if we we looked at it and said okay well who in the nrl has been going for a contract of the past few years and then once they've signed the contract do they regress immediately that year after and i think you would find that they do um so yes there's there's the stuff going on with their mind games and everything, but at the end of the day, they're playing their absolute heart out to get paid as much as they possibly can. And then once the the ink is dry, and their next four to five years is 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 completely looked after. You know, if you look at yourself, if you work really hard, you get a promotion. Um, you know, you've worked so hard to get to that. I think that your performance straight after that is going to deteriorate somewhat because you've been putting in, you know, some lots of late nights or, or whatever just to get to that point. I think you just check out for a little bit and then you get going again. Um, so I, I'm kind of thinking there's a lot of good options and, and Gutherson could be one. He could be extremely cheap next week and, and I'll definitely look at it. Um, but I am concerned that we're not going to see what we did over the first two months, which, you know, frankly, he was averaging close to 80 and, and the top center wing. So when I say regress, I mean, that I can see him going down to about a 50 to 55 average for the rest of the season. Um, not hitting the what he was doing over the first uh, or the opening two months. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen this guy play before, but he, he just does not look like the type that's going to share his work or be relaxed now that he's got the contract. And, and the person I'm thinking of there um, that goes against what you were saying is Jason Taumalola, who's signed a 10-year um, contract, could basically put his feet up, but chooses not to week in, week out. And if, if you look at the guy um, from a supporter in the stands perspective, this guy is one that puts in for a team that hasn't often put in over the last decade or so being the eel. So um, personally, I just it's, it's hard to say without knowing um, Gutho personally, but you look at the guy and the way that he plays the game of football, he loves getting his hands on the ball. He does, does the dirty work coming out of his own end. His base has always been great. Um, and... You just look at some of their games at home this year, especially at that um, against the Dragons there to open, uh, sorry, the Tigers there to open the new stadium and then against the Dragons there. For whatever reason, they love that that brand new stadium and they're playing a few games coming up. So they've got the Penrith Panthers, who are an absolute rabble this week. And you've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs in bye week um, next week. So um, a great chance there to be hitting tons or, or close to. Like that that's the risk you're taking not getting him. And, He's got the huge break even and whatever, and I understand not getting him 
this week. Um, but I reckon he's he's almost. A, I've put him down as a must-have for the buy. Um, I just. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how highly I think of him, and obviously my opinion. Mate, I, I promised that I, I brought him in. I promised him I, in for that storm game, yeah. and I'm still triggered, but whatever. Mate, I promised the fans to put away that shocking horn from last week, but if you continuously just keep dribbling on and going on for like five to ten minutes talking, we're on a time limit here. Like you just need to shut up. Like just stop talking. You just talk so. We're not at the two minute drill. We're not at the two minute. I know, drill, but mate. you're taking up so much time here. So unless you want that horn to return, mate, just you know keep your stuff quite succinct and then stop. All right, we'll be snappy. <laughs> we'll be snappy. From well, now. We, we're talking about being snappy. Let's snap right into the next segment, and this is a brand new one, JT, and I'm pretty pumped up about this one. What about you? Yeah, well, I'm still insulted and in shock that you would dare say awful, but no, I am. I'm very excited. Please, please launch in. So for the four of you out there that uh, may have heard Nick's cute little giveaway on his shit, I mean, solo podcast on Sunday night, <laughs> then, well, we are ready to fight fire with fire on the SC report and to celebrate a new segment, which we'll get to very soon. And thanks to our friends at the Welder's Dog, we have a special gift pack to give away to the winner of our challenge for the week. That sounds pretty good, JT, doesn't it? Mate, I'd be keen. Are we, I'm not allowed to enter, am I? No, you're not. But do you know? Do you want to know what the challenge is? Right, please. What's the challenge? Well, you may have noticed that you've seen very little of Nick this season. I mean, he's previously been on the SC report, written uh, the odd article here and there. So no writing, and he's not. Uh, I mean, you've replaced him in the FC report, mate. So um, he's he's been given the boot from that. He's actually been forced to say his own podcast on the Sunday night to get a look in. Why? Why, you might ask? Because he was fired. Too many mistakes, burps, coughs, crap jokes, and just general shitness. You, the super coach community, d- deserve far better than the rubbish that was coming out of Nick's mouth and content last year and the many years before. Enough is enough, JT. It got to the Brett Morris article in the preseason, and I just had to fire him. So we replaced him with the new co-host, JT, and I think, um, well, you will agree with me, but we haven't been better placed. We haven't, but uh, he's gone places, and I think it's just the less stress of being on the pod and, and writing articles every week. His it's, it's wild opinions and wild trades have worked for him, but yeah, less, I think less, we're getting less, less complaints. Well, le- yeah, getting less complaints, less stress about not having to do any research at all uh, and just getting his facts right. So what does this have to do with our new, newest segment? Well, we all love that rage trade, right? At about 1 p.m. on a Monday, straight after lockout, So this segment from now on is where JT and I will name our rage trades of the week and effectively state who is fired from our team. So what do you have to do to win the fantastic Welder's Dog gift pack? Simple. Remember that great catchphrase by Donald Trump in the hit show, The Apprentice? You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. That's the one. So in 20 words or less, let us know how you would have fired Nick this off-season in your best Donald Trump impersonation. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or email. The best and most creative Trump impersonation wins. So JT, before we put it out to the public, what's yours? Oh, Jesus, here's my, here's my Donald Trump. There are too many Kiwis on your podcast. You need to eliminate one. Far too many. You're fired, Nick. Oh, Jesus. Won't be doing that again. Apologies. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. So 
the newest segment of the SC Report, You Are Fired. JT, who are you firing this week? Mate, I was very reluctant um, to fire anyone, actually, this week. I was all set to hold some trades because uh, I've been burning them like crazy. But this year, Jaden Ockenbaugh is gone. And I know you, you've got a little bit more to say on him, so I'll leave you to do your piece because I waffle too much. But I'd, I'd just have to say, Michael Morgan, you're not fired, but you're on probation. And that's because I love you, and I'm sure you'll come good. But, man, you, you're cutting it close to the – you're cut, walking on very thin ice here, Morgo. And he scored a 60 last week. Yeah, he should have had more. He got a line break taken away from him. But outside of that, it's more. I'm more thinking for my Cowboys here. So super coach-wise, he was fine last week. But needs to do more. Not doing enough. Too lazy. Mate, your Cowboys stink. <laughs> yeah, we're undefeated at the moment in the last week. <laughs> Mate, all he had to do was last till round 12. And Jaden, you couldn't even do that. You know what? Jamali just has better hair than you. So, Jaden Ockenbar, <laughs> you are fired. Oh, went straight for the hair. That is a low blow. It's all I've got. It's all I've got. Yeah, the old list Frank injury, eh? Yeah, what a pain in the buttocks. Anyway, they they will get better. I think next week's going to be a big one with plenty of decisions to make before round twelve. We'll come prepared with our own. You're fired uh, of the week, and don't forget hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or email. Write them in. Send even a video clip of yourself impersonating Donald Trump and telling Nick that he is fired and the best and most creative reasons will win and the only way that uh, you can know if you've won is by listening to the winner on next week's podcast so repeat so the winner will be uh, named to next week's podcast uh, and the best and most creative impersonations will win okay that is it let's um, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we're going to jump into the two minute drill jt the fi- Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Feedback uh, was was pretty strong. The the uh, the public spoke, and um, 
what the uh, what the masses wanted was to get rid of that Diplo uh, EDM f- uh, foghorn uh, from last week. So uh, that's gone. Yeah, I feel like I told you that probably two seconds into your uh, sampling of it. So well done. You're a week late, but uh, it's gone. Thankfully for everyone listening, you will never hear that on this podcast again. Was it, was it really that bad though? Yeah, it was ordinary. Um, the fact that people complained about it should say enough. Um, anyway, they listened to us for a good half an hour. They listened to the waffle and then they got to that bit and their ears were shredded. Uh, it was horrible. I told you a whistle or a cowbell or a yeehaw or something, but no, you had to go for the most degrading thing. Oh, sorry. So now, what were you saying? Not just the waffler on a liar now because I said that would never happen again. <laughs> That's the, the last time. Yeah. We promise. Well, you played Corey Allen. You you traded in Wade Egan. You waffle. You go yep. on and on and on, uh, and then you hate uh, the DJ Foghorn. <laughs> yeah, all great reasons. You're mate. dead Wade to Egan. me. You're dead to me. Ton. All right, whatever. The two minute drill. So we got five to run through this week. Let's start with Manu Mao, who um, you know he, he's kind of shaping up as a trading option. I'm going to throw it straight to you, JT. Is he someone you're looking to bring in for round twelve? He is someone I'm looking to bring in for round 12 if uh, he holds up his form next week. So uh, he's definitely a short-term option because you've got Nathan Brown uh, looming on the injury return there. So once he's back, it more than likely means that Ma'u ships to Neokore's uh, edge and he doesn't see the base that he's getting now. But as soon as he plays lock, he's always a, a valid option. Just look at his base per minute, uh, base points per minute. It, it's out of the, this world here. So he's, he's at almost one, I think. And that, that's crazy good for a guy that finds attacking stats as well. So I'm not looking for him this week just because of his break-even. I think we can sit and wait for a little while longer. But definitely next week, I see him as one of those guys you bring in, but you're only bringing him for round 12. He's not a long-term option. I see people justifying it by saying he's a keeper, but he's a in and out. You've got to have the trades to do it. Um, but I really like him for next week. All right, just hit it then as well. So for me, uh, I kind of agree with most of what you said. Great base last week with 59. Played, I think, 60-odd minutes at lock, which is the first time he's gone past 50 minutes so far this season. But uh, for me, the big question mark is what happens when Nathan Brown returns in round 14, 15? I mean, Sean Lane seems to be locked in for 80 minutes per week. I think Arthur just loves him in that role. So likely that Mao will shift to the other edge. Um, you know, what does this do? Um, I think that his base will get impacted by that. He's not going to be juicing the same kind of output now. But in saying that, he did play, I think, every single game bar one last year before he got injured in round 15 uh, on the edge. And he averaged 63 points in 73 minutes. So um, if he is going to play 70 plus minutes, then he's got the pedigree to produce the points and available at center wink. Um, you know, I can see the reasons why, but um, I think we did say it on the podcast not too long ago, JT, do you really want him and say John Bateman in your starting center wing or do you want one of these guys and then three that potentially could uh, smash out 100 each week? Um, getting very attractive in price now. I'm like you, I'll wait a week, see how he goes and then look to possibly bring him in next weekend. Cool. Okay, so the next one is what about the Raiders center pairing? So... You've got Jared Croker, who um, has played in the centres for a long while, but we've just seen Kotrick shift there from the wing with the massive injuries that the uh, that the Raiders do have in their in their backs. So let's just talk about both of those, and let's start with Croker. Uh, you've got thirty seconds on Croker starting right now, JT. 
Uh, he's a boring pick. Like, I know he's killed it the last few weeks and he's got the 60 and 70s, but and the fact that he goal kicks, but he's just boring. Like, I don't like it. Unless you're up the top there and you need a safe center wing week to week, you'd play him. But we're all about risks in this game. And Croker's been up. He's due for a couple of down games now, as he got last week. Okay, now flip the switch and talk about Cottridge. Much, much better option. But the, the thing is, we need to wait and see. So he played his, his first ever game, I think, at center last week and scored very handily. His base was far above what he generally gets on the wing there. He comes in about 200k uh, cheaper than Jared Croker. So we all love uh, Nick Kotrick in, in full flight. is great to watch and he's, a, he's such a gun attacking player. If he gets his hands on the ball more, he's, I reckon, much better upside than Croker and for the price. Bang on. Okay. So, Croker, yeah, for me, he's a legitimate keeper option this year. The Raiders have a great draw ahead. They face your boys, the Cowboys, and also the Bulldogs Bulldogs over the next two weeks. They've conceded the third and second most amount of points to center wings. I'm not too concerned about Rapana and, and, or Leipana being out for a lot of time this year. They've proven to score points without those two players. Uh, I think, yeah, he's got a great base with the goal-kicking Raiders top four this year. He's not a bad selection, particularly next week at the price. Um, Kotchitz for, for me is a surprising one so I, I missed the last week's game I completely forgot that he had shifted to the centres so from memory he's about 200,000 less than Croker so that means you just have to look at him and he's very tempting he does have a break even which says you know he's a buy this week but very much like what you said we need to see whether he can produce what he did last weekend which was 65 points um, on, in the centres with 39 of those coming from base so I'll watch I'm prepared just to lose a little bit of cash this week and if he performs i'll could consider bringing him next round cool next one is it too late to jump on the warriors center patrick herbert mate for me it is i got him at the basement price but where he's at the moment right at what two hundred and sixty thousand, i think is his price uh i don't know last week's performance was fantastic but before that he scored 23 so if you're going to be spending it's 276,000 for him on that money i'd probably prefer to take a risk on somebody like a Kotrick or even like a dylan walker um who do have um, some kind of pedigree in the past you know herbert could um you're playing the mighty broncos this week and he could put up a what a dud 20 points so uh not at that price for me what about you no, I disagree. So I'm actually bringing him in this week. So I said last week that I would, but obviously uh, other plans got in the way. But uh, I've held him back. He's obviously killed it last week. Penrith just couldn't hold this guy back. And uh, that's exactly the game that looks like he can produce more often than not. Uh, playing your boys, strongly disagrees. Stuart a ton this week. So I'm bringing him in. I'm not worried about the... Um, the price rises that have come before him that I've missed out on, it's unfortunate, but you can't look backwards in this game. Uh, he's a goal-kicking centre who looks pretty secure in that spot there. Uh, loved the way he ran. And we forget that at Suncorp, he could have had a, a try assist if the scorers woke up in a better mood. So at the end of the day, that 20 or 30 becomes a 50 or 60. So uh, I've loved what I've seen from him so far. It was painful not having him last week, and the price is still right. Well, if you're bringing him in, I'm definitely not starting him in my 17 this week. That's what I'm here for. So anyone listening that was also thinking of doing that trade, just don't. But that's that's the uh, that's the benefit that I provide that the Wilfreds and the guys of this world can't. Whatever I say, don't don't do. So Manta Power has been the one at Manly that uh, people have always uh, looked at in terms of a super coach gun in the front row. But we've got a new emerging player there this year with Adam Vanua Blake. He's uh, 
he has to be an option. He's playing fantastic this year. JT, you tell me, are you going to be looking to bring him in as a, a buy coverage option and potentially keep it for your front row? So it's between him and Aiden Tolman next week for me. So both are front row forward only, uh, both priced around the same mark. Um, Aiden Tolman, we know exactly what he can do in this game. He's meat and potatoes. He just gets the work done, uh, especially with Dylan Napa being out. He's a genuinely good option for next week. But then you look at this Adam Fanua Blake bloke, and he, when he stays on the park, is just absolutely incredible the work rate that he gets through. So he's something like 1.5 points per minute. That is an unreal output, and that's better than Tapao. Um, and we we've, we all carry Marty in our side, and very few carry AFB. And I think based on what he's produced this year, if this guy could just bloody stay on the park, he'd be almost a certainty. But it's a toss of the coin between the proven Aiden Tolman and the upside of AFB next week. I have no idea which way I'm going to go. This week is the week I watch. So before I get into my part, it, it, just in terms of your team structure, I mean, I'm struggling to bring in any uh, front row forward or second row um, by coverage play at the moment. Who, who are you bringing one of these guys for? Matt, it's, it's looking like I'm going to need to be selling a Gerbo, an Arrow, or a Fafita. So I hate doing that, but just for the points for next week. Um, given all the outs that we've had, that's that's where I'm going to need to be looking. So at the moment, I've got uh, Sean Lane in there, Sam Burgess in there, uh, T'Pau in there, and then, then these sort of origin guys and Hudson Young. So I'm going to need to make a call on someone there that's not playing next week, and it's going to need to be an origin guy if I want to get these, these blokes in. So it, it's a tough decision to make, but if I need the points, which it's looking like I will, uh, I'll, I'll have to make that call. But do you really have the um, the trades to do that? Firstly, and the second part of that question is, have you had a look to see what your points differential would be, say, when you get to round 16 after to making that trade? Well, it depends for a guy like Tolman or Fanua Blake. They're actually performing better than some of the guys that I've got in, in there now. So if Sean Lane wasn't playing round 12, he'd be straight out. Like yeah. He'd be the number one target there. But you've got to keep him around for that that benefit there but the the reason i'm so keen on getting these guys in for points is because i'm sitting in 5k so i need to do something drastic there bring in a pod to to make up some of the ground that maybe some of the safer and more secure uh, super coach players aren't thinking of so okay. that's where i'm at uh, but you're obviously a bit higher so you might have a different view well i was kind of considering that i have been the whole time about trading one of these guys out but then when I've gone to go and look at what my points differential will be in round 16 it's only about 20 to 30 points so um, and the way I work that out is go, well, what am I expecting, say, a Gerbo or an Arrow to average um, from rounds 13, uh, 14, and 15 versus, say, what uh, an eight, an, a, a, uh, well, here we go, just an easy one. Let's just say Tolman, you know, that's 60 um, over that period. Uh, you're only looking really like a points differential of about 20 to 30. Is it worth the trade? For me, probably not. But then you're also relying on those origin players playing every single week and not being rested. So this is true. That's but why this yeah. is this is true. But then if you go and have a look at what Gerbo did over the origin period last year, um, playing seventy plus minutes and still smashing out great scores, um, you got to think that Arrow is probably going to come off the bench for Queensland. Do you agree? And then you know limited minutes there. Uh, Titans desperately need him out there as well. So. Um, I can't see um, them their scores dropping too much. Uh, and for Fida, I, I don't know how he comes into the question given that he's not playing Origin and he's available for round seven, round sixteen. Yeah, so for Fida's more just because he's not playing round twelve uh, and he's carrying those sort of niggles. But yep. yeah, if I if I was to lean one way, uh, Jai Arrow, given the 
the fact that Garth Brennan likes playing around with his minutes a fair bit there. So I think they've um, set it all. I think they've set it on the rotation there with um, with Cartwright playing reduced minutes now, Peachy coming off the bench, and then Arrow playing you know upwards of sixty plus minutes. So um, he seems to have finally figured it out. Yeah, who knows? I'm going to throw Hail Mary soon enough, mate. So yeah. we'll see. Jai Arrow probably gone next week. Fair anyway, enough. that was longer than two minutes. Well, I haven't even started on my whether I like uh, Fanua <laughs> Blake yet, but I've made too many trades, mate, so I probably can't. Um, it's probably going to be more beneficial for me to, to not trade those guys out than to look to bring them, look to trade them back back in is what I'm kind of saying. Fanua Blake, so very quickly. So he scored over 60 and 80% of all his games this year, but he's only played six of a possible 10 with injuries and suspensions. So you touched on that as well. So he's a massive risk. He's at a fair price though and offers uh, more upside, I think, than Tapao. Um, Tapao obviously had a great game last week, but before that he was very average. So it just depends on your team structure, and that's why I asked the question. I, I personally can't fit him in. That's fair enough. Um, I don't think you need to be taking too many risks given your position. JT, who are your must-haves for the first buy round? I've got a couple here. So a lot of them are the, are the guys that we already uh, have in our side. So uh, CNK, without a doubt there. Uh, Sam Burgess, um, he, he obviously had a poor game last week, but he's someone you've got to have there. Uh, Tal Malolo and, and Marty Tapao as well. We saw what they did in round 12 last year. It went huge. Uh, and then I've said one of either Aiden Tolman or Fanua Blake. So we're sort of saying they're, they're, or you're sort of saying they're a little bit iffy, but I think you need at least one of them in their uh, great, great round 12 coverage. Um, but anyway, they're, they're my must-haves. There's really not a lot when you look at that. No, it, it, there isn't. And that's why I'm potentially not making a trade this week. And, and then also possibly only making the one for next week. Because if I get anywhere between 10 to 11 players, I think that's okay for this round because... Um, you know, round 16, there's there's arguably more guns playing. And then we really need, I, I need to personally save some trades for the run home because that's where, you know, you're really going to be able to catch up more so than I think round 12. So for me, uh, Lolo, CNK, um, one of the manly props or both, and then Sam Burgess, so the, uh, my must-haves for round 12. Yep. Uh, that sounds fine to me. And we've all got these sort of bit part or, or mid-ranger players as well floating around there. So some people have Reese Martin and, and Billy Kickout, but I don't think anyone's climbing over each other to get both of those guys in uh, at the moment. And then you've got some other blokes like uh, the Jared Crokers and Mike Acevos, Blake Ferguson as well. Sort of handy players, but no one that you would consider you must have before round 12. No. Okay, well, that rounds out the two-minute drill for this week. And as we look to close the podcast, JT, what uh, trades are you making this week? So Ockenbohr is going for Patrick Herbert, the only change that I'm making uh, to my side there. So, um, I, yeah, as we touched on earlier, I really like Herbert's upside for the um, lead up to round 16. I think he'll be a, a valuable buy there and happy to make, make the move on Ockenbohr this week. So... A um, couple of moves up my sleeve for next week. So we talked about maybe Ma'u or AFB. Um, Blake Ferguson is someone I'm targeting for next week. So I want to see what happens this week at centre. Um, very interesting there. He, he's come out and coaches said he wants to play there. Um, so I reckon Blake Ferguson could be a sneaky buyer for next week. But for this, way, this round, I'm saving a trade. Hallelujah. Hmm, very good. Well, I could be saving tr- two trades to see where we go. It's... Obviously, I've got Ockenburg that needs to be um, moved on either this week or next. Potentially flirting with the idea of bringing in RTS um, 
he's got a break even in the mid 40s i see him as being a must-have from round 13 so potentially as you were doing looking to get the maximize the points bring him in a week early know that he has that round 13 buy and then go after either one of the the raiders centers last week or uh one of the eels uh backs as well so that that's potentially what i'm looking at but uh yeah i'm definitely trying to prevent myself from going crazy over the the next two weeks looking to make maybe one or two trades whereas everyone else could be making four uh and then saving them a bit more from the run home because i think i've only saved one trade so far this season and uh they're going to be very valuable post buyers you just need to fast forward to like two or three months from now and just look back and and think was that trade really worth it some people just trade for the sake of doing it they do perfect round i reckon to sit and wait yeah okay well that's been another episode of the sc report had a bit of fun tonight thank you all for downloading jt so it's been a pleasure mate never a chore <laughs> never a chore so i hope we get a few of those submissions in for the uh Welders dog gift back so i really want to hear some of the these ones so nick gives it to us on his podcast we're giving it right back here well i well okay how about this if we do get some really good ones, JT, and there are some audio clips that people send in, we will play them on the Supercoach Report next week. Mate, absolutely. Break up the monotone waffling of you and I for, for a change without a horrible siren. I love it. Yep. Voice could be on the NRL SC Report podcast. Like, that's huge. Don't, get, don't, your, get, get your submissions in. Don't mind that at all. Okay, guys. Um, Hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Best of luck for this round, and we'll uh, come right back at you next weekend. See ya. Yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.